Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download at audiblepodcast.com slash sorgatronmedia. Over 75,000 titles to choose from for your iPod, iPhone, or MP3 player. Freedom. Take back your freedom! Hey guys, welcome back. Freelance for real. The show where we talk freelance. I'm Mike Sorg in Pittsburgh, PA. I'm Justin Kanaki in Baltimore, Maryland. And, and I'm John Carmen in Pittsburgh, PA. Yes, he is. John, the first uh, returning guest on the show, I believe. Really? I, yeah. I believe so. I, I think weren't you? You you were one of the early ghosts on uh, on another one too. Uh, the awesome cast. Yes, yes. yes. So uh, you, you're you're always uh, uh, making waves over here. Yeah, well, I'm always uh, you know adjusting the audio settings and <laughs> causing havoc for you, Sorg. Yes, you know, uh, uh, turning knobs and 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 the like. Uh, so uh, we're gonna have a, a fu- I think we're gonna have an interesting topic for today. Uh, the interesting questions you get from your clients. Uh, but uh, you know, if you're if you're catching us later, of course, we are freelance for real. Uh, we record live every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Eastern. You can join us and let us know your questions and comments at live.sorgatronmedia.com and uh, also on Twitter. At freelance, the number four real, and freelance for real at sorgatronmedia.com. And you can catch us on iTunes, Mediafly, and Stitcher. Or anytime you want to listen or catch back episodes, go check them out. There's a lot of, a lot of really good stuff with a lot of really uh, different people, different walks of life freelancers uh, that we've talked to over the last, well, this is 16th episode, guys. So, uh, so we got a pretty good, a nice collection of interviews there. I uh, hope everybody enjoys. So, John, okay. You 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 broached this this topic when we asked to have you on again. Uh, you know, well, I think you said you didn't have a set topic, and um, <laughs> lately I, I've been dealing with a lot of uh, what I refer to as stupid questions. Okay, okay. So uh, let's refresh everybody's memory exactly what you do do in the uh, in the freelance realm. I build websites. Okay. So you can imagine, in the course of building a website, there's a lot of room for for some stupid questions. You know, like. Um, uh, hit enter. Enter or return. I've gotten that one from a client. It kind of stopped me in my tracks for a second as I had to actually <laughs> com- contemplate whether there was a difference between enter and return. There isn't. My MacBook says both. Yeah, mine does too. Are you yeah. talking about clients or parents? Well, I, I guess either one. Parents have stupid questions too at our age. <laughs> there are no stupid questions. Just people who don't understand technology, right? No, it's just a term that I like to use. But if you heard us uh, in the in the pre-show trying to find the right volume knob to turn down so you weren't overmodulated, you realize there's no such time when you don't have stupid questions. I'm sure there's some audio professional out there, some freelance audio professional out there listening to the live feed, saying, "My God, these people." Uh, so. I don't. I don't believe that there are any answers in audio. It's all subjective, and that's why I hate it. No offense to people who listen. Okay. I mean, hey, I did an audio show for I don't what how many years? Five years, but mm-hmm. uh, I never handled the audio myself. Obviously, uh, G always handled all these knobs, and uh, it just seems like every time we do this, we have a different setting. So I don't, I don't get it. Also, with Skype, we're using Skype. Yeah, well, that that kind of that kind of swaps it up in general. So, um, and we just tried what three different computers on your end, Sorg? Yes. <laughs> I don't know how many computers you have. I picture this like NASA uh, control room where you're just moving from computer to computer console. That's about right. That's about right. 
Uh, I mean, it's been called my command center when people have seen this on uh, on video. Yeah, it's so. much more than a man cave. Uh, yeah. Yeah, mostly. Yeah, mostly. So as we laugh about the uh, questions that clients can sometimes come up with, I think it's pretty clear that we have our own sets of stupid questions that we need to find experts to answer for us. So thank God they're out there. Yeah, I mean, it's it's inherently hypocritical, really, to call any question <laughs> stupid. Yeah. But there are but, some good ones. Right. If you've gone to, um, was it Clients from Hell? Yes. I'm actually, I've got that open in a tab right now. And you and I haven't talked about that. Um, you know, it's just funny that we both thought of the site at the same time. I think you introduced it to us, uh, the last, uh, episode. Did I really? Yeah. Oh, wow. Like, I had never heard of it before. Yeah, there are some. For if you believe that these stories in those, on that site are real, which some of them may be fabricated, but even if they're fabricated, they feel so real. If you've ever worked for someone else who doesn't know what they want, which is most clients. Uh, if they're made up, it still comes from someone who's experienced in dealing with clients. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what are some other examples that you've uh, come across other than the uh, enter uh, issue? Um, well, uh, recently I had a client uh, – no, it wasn't a client actually – uh, it was a user email me about a site that I manage. Mm -hmm. And um, I, don't, I don't know if I want to go into the specific detail, but they asked about an event that had actually just occurred. And they asked if we were ever going to update the information on our site because uh, we still had 2010 info up on the site, which wasn't true, actually. Um, parts of the site had been updated months before and some had been updated weeks before, and we had been making updates uh, to the site. So I, I had to email this guy back and part of me wanted to just email and say, where are you looking on the site? And just find out what exactly he was looking at. Cause there's nothing up on the site that wasn't updated. Mm -hmm. And if you went to the site, not only had we been making updates to the blog, which is, uh, on the homepage of the site, which also goes out of course to the blog feed and to the email, uh, newsletter and to the Facebook page. But uh, we have a, a featured photo on the site that we update every once in a while. And prior to the event, we had a photo of the banner advertising the event, which had the dates on it. And we also have a graphic. The event has an, uh, uh, a logo, and we have the logo prominently displayed on the site. And prior to the event, we also had the dates of the event up underneath the logo. And if you click on either the logo or the banner, they take you to the page about the event, which has a video about the event, an audio interview about the event, and the schedule of the event for this year, 2011. So it's almost impossible not to come away from the site knowing when the event is. And I had to email him back and point out all of this information and ask him where he was looking on the site, because obviously if there is someplace on the site where we still have uh, 2010 information I need to know about it, but he never wrote back. Yeah, that, that's, expecting him that's, that's back. been weird as well. I, I've had that a lot of times with podcasts, like, why aren't you doing this? Why don't you do this? And actually, we have this right here. Never get a response back. Or where are you looking? Um, I, I have a similar uh, I have a similar situation where I manage a website I didn't build, but I'm trying to build the blogging end on the other side. I've managed the site, you know, it's kind of falling right. out of my hands. But they'll tell me, hey, update this. And I'm like, where, where is it? I mean, there's there's a lot of pages that don't really make sense to me. Like, I wouldn't have designed it that way. It's worked for them. They're happy with it. So I really can't change it. Right. Um, but there's a lot of those little those little kind of nuggets of, yeah, we put, um, like, the contact page and the finest page are the same thing. Like, little right. weird things like that. Um, but it, it's hard to be like, no, you have to narrow it down. Can you send me a link? That would be great if you sent me a link. 
And, you know, I, I guess the answer to a lot of these, here's what I've learned as a freelancer, mm-hmm. that when I was answering this guy's question, I felt like it was being kind of rude to actually point out all of these places where he could have found the information. Yeah. Because yeah. to me, it's kind of like saying, look, you're an idiot. Why didn't you find this? But actually, you have to consider this is someone who looked at a site that had the information right in front of him and he still didn't see it. So he actually did need me to point out where the information was. And then, so to him, I was probably being helpful. Yeah. He probably didn't write me back either because maybe he did feel a little embarrassed mm-hmm. or because, uh, well, I answered his question, so there was no need to write back. But I doubt he, he found it rude, mm-hmm. or at least as rude as I felt writing it. And, and I think there's a way to handle that, you know, um, that, that works works both ways, you know. Well, I yeah, found you, that just you, being straightforward usually works. You know, mm-hmm. what seems rude to me usually ends up being helpful to the client, and I get a lot of, oh, thank you. It seems rude to you because you're like, well, this is obvious to me. Why isn't to you? Kind of probably in your perspective. Right. It, it seems like my answer is so simple that they must have been searching for a more complicated answer, but they're actually not. They really mm-hmm. do want the simple, you know, here is in your face answer. Like yesterday I had a client uh, email me asking for my phone number, and I wrote back, my phone number is below because my phone number is in my email signature, two lines be- beneath my name, and yes. it's been in every email that I've been sending him. I, I have had that before. Like, how do I contact you? And it's like, and somebody I've already emailed. And it's like, just check the info below. Right. <laughs> you know, exactly. this is everything you need to know. And, uh, you know, it, but, you know, some, you know, and, and, and feel I, rude writing it, don't you? Yeah, you feel a like little it, bit. it might come across as sarcastic, but it's not. It is the exact answer they're looking for. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, you got to also think a lot of these people uh, uh, use email differently, we can say, uh, whereas they're they, they're not as observant, maybe. And, uh, you know, that's people in general. Let's yeah, be honest. Yeah, I mean, I've come I mean, home and had my girlfriend change her hair color and like most of the house's arrangement. And I still don't know what's going on. Exactly. Like, we, if right. you're not looking for it, it's not there. Yeah. 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 Like you can send your signature out to hundreds of people. I guarantee you, none of them know what you do for a living or what your websites are because they're not looking at that. They go, "Oh, he has a signature," and they glaze over that part of what the information is supposed to be. They just know it's there. Mm-hmm. But but they are looking for it, Justin. That's the difference. It would be like you coming home and your girlfriend had just dyed her hair blonde, and you said, "You know, I think you'd look good blonde. You should try that." <laughs> that is true. They they, they did they did uh, supposedly come to your website looking for information on this event. Right. Yeah. You know, maybe it's a case of not updating your cookies. Like if I had walked in and updated my cookies, I would have noticed her hair color had changed. Yeah, you got to clear that cache every time you walk in. No, it's more than just not updating cookies. This guy had to have the site open in his browser for at least several weeks and not request (laughs) it. Well, some people are afraid to shut their computers off, John. So that's true. That, that that's could true. be true. It might be burned into his CRT. <laughs> Maybe that's it. Maybe you actually ruined his flat screen television set. So. Well, you know, now he'll never forget when the 2010 event was. That's right. <laughs> Stupid web TV. Well, I find that most of the weird questions or, or bizarre questions that I get from clients are cases of them feeling obliged to do something and not knowing why they ought to, not knowing how it's done, but finding someone they think would know how, and then not knowing how to even engage that conversation properly. Yes. Like, it's the equivalent of being like, you know, I'd like to, to go to Australia for a weekend. I'm going to find someone who lived in Australia for years and ask them all kinds of questions. Like, that's, that really is not so useful to you or to me, right? 
So I get I get clients coming to me asking me questions about uh, social media, asking me questions about web design, asking me questions about WordPress, asking me questions about video. And after a couple minutes, you realize that they don't know why they need these answers yet. Mm-hmm, but it's like right. they're on this like Don Quixote quest to track down some missing part of their lives or their business plan. And you suddenly go from being someone who can execute to someone who has to like become their therapist and walk them through why they're doing something. <laughs> right. Yeah. Cause they feel they're empty without a blog, but they don't really know why they need a blog. Please tell me why I need a blog. Yeah. Tell me why I should start paying you. I'm ready. I'm standing here with my, with my check. I just don't understand right. why well, I should yeah, be paying well, you. This, this, this is a product, of course, of like the buzzword that, that all the social media stuff has become that, you know, all of us deal with and something like, I know I need this because the news keeps talking about this Facebook. Uh, so I have to get involved so I can, uh, be edgy in my, in my company. And then that's, you know, and, and really that's where a lot of us are, are filling the void for these people because they can't figure it out internally or, or they do like, I, I, I was actually talking to a, a friend this week and I didn't know she did a lot of online video and it turns out it's like, oh, you're the person that actually knows some of this stuff and happened to be working there doing something else anyways. So you're the person. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, there's a lot of that happening, too. And, you know, we we come in when they don't have that person that's that's, you know, internally that can figure it out. And I feel like in some ways it's actually better than it was in the early days when anyone who had a blog or a podcast had all of those buttons in their sidebar. Remember, subscribe in Yahoo, subscribe in Odeo, subscribe in every possible feed reader. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. And then it's free point, to put them on everything and you don't know where anybody's looking because nobody was looking at all. So you just right. You just you looked at other blogs and podcasts and said, well, I need every feature that they have. Remember, uh, what was that mapping tool where uh, your 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 friends and listeners to the podcast would show up on the map? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Some sort of uh, flag this? pin type thing going on. Yeah, I had a very Web 2.0 name, but I can't remember it now. Oh, we used to use this. Yeah, we Frapper. used to use Frapper, yeah. Frapper. I bet, right, I right. bet you I map. still have a Frapper account. And I never knew the reason why we used it, but we all used it. Because we wanted it, we wanted to prove to ourselves that somebody other than us was listening to our media. You know what? Yeah, we almost have that like kind of built in now. Because I remember I used it on a very social site for my music uh, uh, fan site that I did. And it was really nice to see where are all these people, you know? Okay, we are getting people from here and... You know, maybe you want to see, you know, is there somebody else that's part of that community uh, uh, down the road? You know, uh, you also like, needed to take this to your 10 uh, people who wanted to advertise on your show and be like, look at this. I have five. Uh, I didn't think it was useful at all as far as that goes, but it was <laughs> nice. I mean, I remember doing our wrestling podcast the first few months. We, we were on uh, some kind of pod app or something like that. Some, you know, we when you look, that you know, sounds sign, vaguely familiar. Sound up, you know, you sign up for all these podcasting directories, trying to make you know be available everywhere that anybody could be. When really, it's just probably iTunes. Right. Um, Are you thinking of podcast pickle? But there's podcast pickle. They're still around. There was another one though that that was interesting. But you know, we got stats off of some of them, and we're like one person downloaded us in Cairo, and we touted that for a year. So, you know, it depends on where, where, where you're, uh, you know, Egypt's number is. one wrestling program. That's right. <laughs> Only wrestling program. The, the one favorite that, wrestling program of the Pharaohs. That's right. You know, we can make, uh, it, I, I think that's the point where we say we were internationally renowned. Um, that's all you need. This is how actual advertising works. Now that, that you know this, of course. That, yeah. Yeah. It, it qualifies that, you know, to a certain point. It's like, look on the map. It's in Cairo. There's a, there's a download there. Somebody got some of our bites. So. 
Well, to take it back to the questions and the and the bizarreness of them and, and the choices that we make when we don't know any better, uh, I think a lot of freelancers would do well to actually pay attention to these questions we would think of as being sort of stupid or, or, or mildly clueless and realize that if your clients don't immediately understand either the value of what you're offering or how to do it, like there's an opportunity there. There's an opportunity for you to either clarify your, your value proposition to them mm-hmm. or you know, like create an FAQ on your website. Are you wondering about blogs? Are you looking for, you know, uh, more information on why, what the ROI of this is? You know, do whatever you can to grease the wheels of the pitch before you walk in there and someone's like, what are you talking about? This whole mobile app thing, I don't get. And then all of a sudden you go from thinking you're in a high level conversation to being in a training wheels conversation. You're not ready for that. Mm-hmm. You know, you went, you went from having the check in your hand to having to start making diagrams on a, on a piece of paper. Not worth it. Um, but the other thing is if you're hearing a lot of the same, problems people are, are asking a lot you know take your parents again for example or any any of your uh, slightly older relatives who have computer problems you realize there's totally money to be made there's an opportunity there for someone to teach these people what these services are and what they do in a non-offensive way you know and right. as john was saying sometimes you feel like you're being offensive just by being blunt but you really are being helpful like if you're going to sit down with your grandfather and show him how to use facebook he wants to know how to use facebook he doesn't want you to coddle him Mm-hmm. He doesn't want you to make up, uh, you know, sort of hypocritical excuses about. Well, I, I I'm going to take for granted you don't understand what this is. We're just going to skip that part and talk about these other things. No, just give him the information. Treat him like an adult. And that's he one is. of the reasons, and that's one of the reasons that I want to kind of get out and do more kind of in person sessions. Uh, you know, like like what we do at PodCamp. You know, I, I did a video session in August that I just recently posted. Um, where it was just, you know, people in nonprofits that want to know, how do I do this video stuff online? And it, it really helps to get those questions to, to kind of bring you down on the level, you know, uh, to say, okay, you know, maybe I'm glossing over this part. Uh, it, it, I think it just really kind of uh, centers your understanding of how people understand things. Yeah, it reminds you also of the the quote unquote stupid questions you had when you were starting out, right? You yeah. didn't always know the things. I that mean, you know. we we sit. I mean, we sit here, especially especially I think in the social media, we're tweeting each other, we're doing this, we're we're uh, you know kind of in our own fishbowl. Is like, oh, was it that was a stupid thing? You know, stupid a uh, uh, campaign over there. You know, or you know, we're, we're we're so we're talking we're talking preaching to the choir when we do that kind of stuff. Uh, and yet here's the funny part though so say something comes up that i don't know an answer to or there's there's like a new trend or something that i'm not familiar with mm -hmm. do you find that you're willing to ask that question of your peers in public or do you feel the pressure to say oh yeah i know what that is then go and privately google it so you know that you're not the the person who was late to the game (laughs) you don't then you don't want to be the person asking the stupid question like what Wait, wait, why don't I know about cloud? You know, why, why, what is this? Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. I mean, I think there was a lot of that discovery happening in your session when we, that we talked about a couple of weeks ago. Uh, um, well, yeah. when it, when it's among peers, you're, you're Googling it on your iPhone. Yeah. 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 But I, I don't know. I think it depends on your relationship. I'm not afraid to say, Hey, what is this tool? You know, uh, but that's me. Uh, but then, but then you'll be surprised if you go to and, and talk to the, you know, common people, you know, that you're, you're, you're selling your services to. And maybe they're hearing something through the grapevine. Maybe they're like, like I've, uh, heard, uh, for instance, I do, I do, uh, high school football, uh, this season, uh, shooting. And I'm learning about a new program that's going around called Apex that a lot of the, uh, that a lot of the, uh, 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 coaches are using to capture and, and, and log footage so they can, you know, for plays, for place yeah. play analysis, you know, something completely, you know, within a bubble that I wouldn't have known as known of. And now 
if somewhere down the line, somebody's like, hey, I need software that does this and this. I'm like, hey, there's this product. And I wouldn't have known about it otherwise, you know. Yeah, yeah but you've got to be willing to admit that you don't know certain things. Exactly. And willing to ask the questions to find them out. We've known this from real jobs for a long time. It's even more important when you're on freelance because you don't have the ability to look over somebody else's shoulder in the office, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Now you've got to go out and hunt down the answers on your own. And and also a lot of it is I had this discussion last week with somebody about, you know, oh, I can't keep up with the Facebook and, and, and all the changes and everything. And I was like, well, that's why, you know, you get people like, you know, me that look at this stuff all the time. And, you know, I can be you're kind of in between to help translate all that. Or just go to Mashable.com. <laughs> they still do it. I've never been on. I haven't been Mashable in ages. He says while Googling Mashable I to am. see what he's missed. I am. What's going on on Mashable right now? Oh. I'm reading clients from hell. Oh, yeah. Oh, sorry. Well, <laughs> so I'm thinking also about the, the asking of stupid questions and our own asking of, of quote unquote stupid questions as we start to learn things. Mm-hmm. Um, if you are freelancing and you have no other resource bank to ask these questions of, how do you go about tracking down this information? You know, like, uh, you had mentioned clout before, mm-hmm. uh, or you mentioned, uh, let's say for example, brand new iPhone came out today, right? I don't know what the new iPhone does yet. So where do you go to get this information to stay current? That's- well, and that's, that's an interesting question because right now I feel like I'm behind everyone else who's live tweeting it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. But now here's the other reverse paradox to that is I think we always think everybody else knows at least as much as we do about something, if not more. Mm-hmm. That's why we're sort of afraid to ask the questions. It's like, oh, I don't want to be the dumb guy who asks what everybody else is is already aware of. But the truth is, it's actually, in my experience, it's the reverse. There are more people in the audience who have no idea what you're talking about than people who, you know, already know that much, if not more. So whenever right. you raise your hand in a in a live event or something and ask what you think is a dumb question, you're doing the work of like 40 other people. They all want to ask that exact same question. You know, you're just the one with the balls to do it. Yeah. And uh, it, it's the same thing like um, competition wise. If if there's an open bid for a project or if there's a contest and you're considering entering it and you look at it and you think, well, I'm sure everybody else out there is at least as good as I am or at least as likely to win this bid as I am. So mm-hmm. maybe, maybe I'm not I'm not going to throw myself into the ring for this one. The truth is most people are probably a lot shittier than you are. So you might as well go for it. Yeah. Yeah, you, you never know. You, maybe maybe uh you know, the, all the all the good all the better than you people haven't even come across that that gig yet. Yeah, every time I tweet something that's like a link that's, you know, six months old, a year old, I, it's funny, I'll notice something, I'll be like, oh, this is really cool, I'm just finding out about it. And then I'm like, oh, well, it's, it's sort of outdated information, maybe I shouldn't share it. Right. And I'm like, well, I'm going to share it anyway. And I, I feel like I'm putting on my, my late to the party hat when I do that. Mm-hmm. Immediately, other people are like, oh, this is so cool, retweet, retweet. Yeah, yeah. So apparently, this is why information lives on forever, because it's always new to someone. It's true, not everyone's seen Lemon Party. And I, well, can hear, I can hear Mike Googling. I, well, You're welcome. Ooh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Mm. That's a stupid question that you should not have Googled. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This is for another show. Um, anyways. Um, yeah. So I mean, you've got to ask the questions and you've got to take the chances. We We overestimate what we think other people know or are capable of. Mm-hmm. And we perpetually forget that other people are just as lazy and ignorant as we are. So. 
I, 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 you know, one thing I, I've, I've told you, I, I think I've said on here, you know, I struggle with what do I charge? What happens? I had something that was like, oh, uh, send me a proposal. And I'm like, all right, how do I write a proposal? You know, and, <laughs> you know, and, and I just kind of put the figures together, send it. And I'm like, well, maybe he has no idea either uh, coming from my, my industry. So, uh, you know, and, and I looked up a couple of things that probably didn't even apply to me. Uh, maybe I'll ask somebody else, be like, hey, what do you charge for this? You know, kind of, kind of, you know, I'm not, I'm not broadcasting that. And maybe I should be, you know, or, or is, but then I worry, does that look poorly on me that I don't know, you know, how to do a simple task like that, you know? Or, no, you know, I, I, mean, just, it, I, admit, when, I mean, it's obviously something that it, it was obviously something that I don't usually do, but I definitely have the ability to do. But I, you know, I just be like, I haven't done this. <laughs> so, but this the fact is what that I, there are proposal templates all over the internet means that a lot of people need help putting together a proposal. Mm-hmm. True. Oh, absolutely. True. Or a business plan or yeah. an advertising campaign or yeah. what have you. These things oh, that, no again, we take for granted, like, oh, plan. everybody knows how to do that. Invoicing mm-hmm. is a big issue. Oh, I remember the first uh, yeah. time I ever sent an invoice and I was like, how do you format an invoice? Where, oh, I, I don't have QuickBooks or whatever. What do you do? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I put together in like a Word file and be like, there's some numbers and there's the thing. And I think I just had a couple of lines and here's the total and here you go. Full disclosure, I, I still use a Word-based uh, template for mine. <laughs> I moved on to FreshBooks, uh, thankfully. That seems I do. I some, like FreshBooks. Yeah. FreshBooks some, is really Someday awesome. I'll make that move. But here's the funny thing. For those of you who are like first-time freelancers or veteran freelancers, mm. I still get paid. It really doesn't matter if you're sending Absolutely. it in fresh books or word. If it still it's gets wrong, paid. if it's wrong, the client were like, "Yeah, can we get it like this?" Right, I right. Mean, if in, in the long run, and, and 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 part of your fear is you don't want to look stupid. I mean, that, that's really like I'm the professional. I need to act like a professional, and you're really worried about that. But at a certain point, it's okay to be like, and I'll say, you know, hey. Yeah, when I when I switch over to free, FreshBooks, it was with a, a client I had, I had been doing some work with for a couple of years, and I'm like, "Hey, I'm switching to this. You're the first person I'm trying with. Let me know if anything's weird about it, you know? Because I, you know, I would rather do with somebody I'm comfortable with than new client. Here it is. What is this? Mm-hmm. You know? Oh yeah. Uh, and, and 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 I think that worked out pretty well. Well, it's the human element of business, too. Yeah, you have yeah. to be professional, but you've got to be dealing with human beings. And mm-hmm. humans are aware that we don't know everything and we're fallible. So, mm-hmm. and, and, and as we as we get these these questions, like, I don't have a uh, return button on my keyboard, uh, you know, accounting departments, all that stuff are getting their misformatted stuff. Uh, uh, printers are getting stuff that are in... Uh, are in formats that just are not going to work for what they're putting out there. And they're oh yeah, to- camera ready art. What's that? Yeah. What? 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 What do you mean vector? What's What's a vector? You know. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, for every uh, clients from hell out there, I am sure there are many smaller blogs we'll never even see. Like, can you fucking believe this printjob.com and stuff like that? Oh yeah. Right? <laughs> oh yeah. Seeing if anybody has. <laughs> You don't need to. You don't need to wait for me. I'm. I'm, I'm just working on this. Well, we're, we're now. We're. We know you're going to lemonparty.com. Ah, <laughs> oh, that's yeah. that's in the other tab. Um, okay. Uh, anyways, um, but yeah, I, I think it's pretty universal. You know, I, it, this isn't exclusive to our to our to our industry, but um, but yeah, um, every industry has their know-it-alls, and it has the people who are afraid to ask the questions. And who rises to the top are the people who can constructively ask questions, not be afraid to look stupid on occasion. But then learn from that information and get better and share it with others. And I think on our end, the the, the patience is vital. Um, I oh God, yeah. consistently get, you know, thank you for being so patient with me because I I do I you know getting that that moment to slow down and explain this is how Twitter works, this is how this works. Uh, even just computer stuff, really, really 
like half the time at my one job, I'm actually just helping people understand their computers. Like mm-hmm. down at the core before I get them to say, okay, now let's move on to Facebook. I mean, and, and I think that's important. I think that's, that is very important. And a lot of people just don't have the patience. They're like, no, I should be working with market people to know this, this, and this, and I move on from here, you know, and maybe we can get a certain level. That's, that's understandable, but you know, that's not where I'm at, you know? Um, and, and, and I think there's, there's a lot to be said for that. Well, I mean, I hope so. It, there's also something to be said for working with people who don't have specialties in certain areas. Like I run into situations where people are like, well, we'd like to have, you know, a blog designed, but we really need someone who has deep experience in our vertical. Sure, that could be helpful. You just, you just lost me, you know. Well, well, we, we need someone who has deep experience in, in our market. You know, yeah, if we're yeah. if we're doing sports drinks or something, we need someone who's got like sports drink expertise. And right. If it's a hospital, myself. do they go specifically with a healthcare web designer or do they go to someone yeah. who actually has experience exactly. with social media? Exactly. I, and I'm thinking to, well, so you can go either way, but the downside of going with someone who does have a lot of that experience is now they start thinking inside of a box. You're going to wind up with a template that looks a lot like what everybody else in your, in your market or your vertical has. Mm-hmm. And that may be fine. But if you're looking to innovate or rebrand yourself, you probably want to go outside of that realm. So a lot of times you wind up with people who have dueling um, motivations. We'd like to rebrand or we'd like to change our uh, public awareness of our of our product. But we want to do it the exact same way we've always been doing it. You know, we want to do it like somebody else is doing it. We'd like to we feel our brand is confused. Can you make us look more like this instead of this? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So part of the the thing that you have to do as a freelancer is know which questions to ask in reverse. Okay, I'm getting this weird information or I'm getting these weird questions from the client. Here is what I can deduce they're not thinking of or that they don't know. And then how do I shepherd this conversation towards something where we both get on the same page? Like, oh, do you really want to rebrand or are you more concerned about competition? Things like that. Mm-hmm. And when you do that, you're taking the role of the account executive. Since we're freelancing, we don't have a dedicated account executive. Um, do you do anything differently? Do you put on different hats and deal with your client differently when you're the videographer or the designer or developer versus the account executive who's dealing with the, the silly questions? Do yeah, Personally, I do. Uh because if it was just me executing a job, I wouldn't need to ask questions. I would just press buttons and get paid. But as the account executive, you've got to sort of mitigate both sides of it and say, is this really the best, is this really the best option for both myself and the client? Is this work going to be portfolio quality and is it going to help them achieve what they want to achieve? Because if all you're doing is taking the money and running and doing what you think is a good project, you're actually not helping anybody. Mm-hmm. I mean, you in the, in the last time you were on the show, John, we talked about sometimes you have uh, someone else acting as the account manager so that you have that buffer between yourself and the client. Um, whether you're doing it yourself or with that account manager, though, someone's got to be asking the big picture questions. I think very often it's not the person who's trying to get the work done under a deadline, and it's not the person who's watching the budget. There's got to be like an intermediary in between there who right. can sort of approach this from almost an aesthetic point of view rather than a functional well, and- point of view. I probably said this last time. It's also someone with less expertise, so they can more identify with the client. Mm-hmm. You know, they, their their level of experience and, and knowledge of your job is somewhere between yours and the client's. Mm-hmm. So yeah, and that that makes the language a little more generic that everybody can speak in the same level, rather than you throwing these uh, this lingo or this jargon at them and confusing the hell out of them. Right. Yeah, I think that's very helpful, uh, and. 
I've heard of small businesses using a fake account. Uh, you know, this works better with email, but you could do it over the phone to communicate with clients, you know, creating an account manager who doesn't exist. Oh, absolutely. Why pay someone if you can invent a, uh, a phantom account to do it for you, right? I've never done that personally, but I've Who has? No one has. Someone has. Not good people, John. I think we'll have my account manager on the show next time. Account executive. <laughs> exactly. We also need to, yeah. That'd be tremendous. Is his name Con German? <laughs> we haven't. No, it's Namrak. Oh, okay. <laughs> you know, I do have. I, I, there was somebody I knew that was doing a, uh, a magazine, and he uh, he did have a surname for his uh, uh, marketing contact. A, a what now? A, a fake like, name? He, had, he had a fake name for his marketing contact with a different phone number, and that's how he divided it. I don't up. think that's a surname. Oh, uh, that. The, Pseudonym. 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 Yes. There you go. There you go. And I was just like, Wait, I saw. I like. You hope the marketing contact has a surname. Who did? Who's this guy? Exactly. Did you? Did you hire this guy? Like, just another name, so they think we look bigger. It's like, all right, that that's interesting. So, see, it all boils back down to image. You don't want to ask the stupid question because you think you'll look dumb. You don't want to look like a small company or look like someone who's working out of their own that's, homes. You start inventing offices and co I, I mean, right. I know I find myself doing that a little bit with, you know, it's Sargatron Media. I say we and, 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 and a lot of stuff. And, and really, it is just me toiling in away at midnight on whatever the project is, you know. And it, but, it, you know, it, it, it's, it's, the, it's, it's the image to a point. And at what point is it me? And at which, what, what point is it a, a whole, you know? Yeah, and also, what is the client expecting to see? Like, if they know it's just you, are they going to take more advantage of that situation in some capacity? Uh, are they going to doubt that you can get it done if it's just you? So you've got to consider what you do need to look like in terms of professionalism. But mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yes, my, one of my favorites, by the way, is uh, you. You don't work out of apartment three hundred three. You work out of suite three hundred three. <laughs> there you go. There, there you go. go. Oh, you're saying something, John? Yeah, well, speaking of a home office, uh, you know, the only reason that I would like to move out of my home office is to not have to say I work from home. That's it. It wouldn't be, a, it would be less efficient for me to have to go somewhere to work. Obviously, it would cost money. There would be a, a certain amount of upkeep. It, I would be so much less efficient working out of a real office right now. Mm-hmm. And it would be so useless except for the one fact that I could say my office is here. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's a lot of places that, are popping up now like co-working spaces and so forth where you can rent those for like uh, a monthly fee or whatever, or even like a one-off fee if you need like a meeting space. And that solves the problem of having to meet people either in your house or in a cafe. Well, I have meeting places. I, I do, uh, you know, and I wouldn't mind meeting. In fact, most of the time I do meet people in cafes anyway. This morning I met someone at Dozen Bakery. You know, I, I uh, suggested we meet at the club and she said, how about Dozen? You're in Lawrenceville and she loved Dozen. So I don't mind meeting. It's just, I, I cringe a little bit inside whenever I have to tell someone I work out of a home office because it doesn't sound as professional as I want to sound, even though I know that it's the best solution. Oh, right. I guarantee if you look around online, most freelancers are still working from home because it's one of the ways to keep costs down. Well, I and mean, I've never had but, a negative reaction from a client or from someone that I've told. It's just internally, I, I, still, uh, I still have that negative connotation. Oh, yeah. Even yourself. Yeah. If you were looking at two different people to execute a job for you and one of them had a space and one of them didn't, you might think to yourself, oh, this person who's working out of an office is clearly more successful in some capacity when really they might just be artificially inflating their prices to pay for that overhead. So Absolutely. It's, it's really kind of like, a, you know, it can be kind of a sign of, of uh, progress in your career. 
if you're saying I have this the office, I have this, I have this, you know, or is, is that part of the image uh, issue? You think? But self, I think that's issue? part of the image. But like Justin pointed out, it's not necessarily true. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, well, here's the thing. Here's the the litmus test. Can you walk into a client's you know office and pitch the fact that you're working from home as a positive, like? P.S. I do work from home. I keep office hours while I'm there. But because I'm working from home, I'd like you to realize this is one of the ways that I can actually execute this job efficiently and at a low cost to you. So, And I think that has helped. I think that's helped me uh, to compete with larger businesses. I think in this economy, that helps freelancers compete with Definitely. With larger firms. Definitely. That's that's something I try to spin out uh, from all the work I do for stuff like this show. And, you know, I'm doing this. You know, you look at you look at my front page, you see all the things I do and stuff is like this is with equipment that I've done on a shoestring budget. And I've produced this quality with very little, you know, and you know, it's kind of that work from home in my basement. But, you know, see what I can do this. What happens when I have these resources? If you like me when I'm working in a hammock in my own backyard, you'll love me when I have pants on. Exactly. Exactly. And it's good to show up with now, pants too. Do either of you do either of you get dressed for work? Um like in a special work well, suit? Like do I get up and have my little routine like well, I'm going to work kind of thing? Either or? either work clothes or just I mean, what are work clothes nowadays? Uh, you know, or just make sure that you shower and, and you know, actually put on some clean clothes rather than your pajamas before See, walking into no, the office. I've definitely had that bit of a problem because my, my home office, not down here, but my home office is like right across the hall. So I've mm. literally like, like, okay, it's time. I need to get to this and see what's going on. I will roll out of the bed, walk across, <laughs> walk across, sit down and start checking my email. Right. And, my, and, my not and then before you know it, the day's over and you're still in your PJs. Yeah. And it's like, wow, oh, totally. yeah. even eat breakfast. Yeah. I'm, I'm pretty bad with that. It's definitely a, a rough habit. But, you know, uh, usually it's like, you know, hey, well, I, I need to get into it, you know, uh, for what well, that's one of the reasons that I try to work from a cafe whenever I can is mm-hmm. at least I have the act of putting on an outside outfit, going like 20 minutes away from the house, Mm. working in a different space that has its own timeline. You know the cafe closes at a certain point. And then when that happens, you're walking home and it's like, oh, the work day is over now. Like I can compartmentalize that in my head. That's been been a huge problem. Unfortunately, a lot of my stuff has been anchored. It's like, oh, I can go do this. And then I get there and and then realize... Okay, I left this at home. I need this. That hard drive's there. This that's needs a uploaded. big problem for us. Yeah. This, 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 this needs uploaded, and that's not happening here because I have to sit here for four hours in order for, for that to happen. Uh, yeah, you Yin's know. guys have a lot of hardware issues. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, I'm, I, I, it's like it is just like a giant computer anchor for me uh, sometimes, and I am kind of stuck here. Uh, so it, it depends on what work I'm getting in, and I've been very heavy video work lately. Uh, so, so that, that anchor has been pretty strong in my, uh, in my workflow lately. Yeah. I tried to find a way to get a large enough, uh, hard drive on this new laptop that it could hold all of the video that I need at any one time. So I don't have to be tethered to my desk. Yeah. 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 But then I'm fine. It's like, well, now I need to get better hard drives if I want to just run off the laptop. And then it's like, well, then I don't have enough ports. And, you know, it just, oh, yeah. well, there's, it, there's always something. But the alternative is what? Like John said, the alternative is you'd have to find a dedicated office and pay the overhead for that to have all the computer work there. So it's mm-hmm. not worth it. Mm-hmm. Oh, and I know from experience that if I did that, the, the moment I started working 
or the moment I signed that lease and started to move in and realize all the work that it took, I would feel like an idiot. Like why? Am because I, I, oh, I've yeah. done that before, not with office space, but I bought equipment that I didn't necessarily need. You know, like this nice, nicer three-in-one printer that uh, you know does does everything that I could possibly need a printer to do. But actually, my old Epson kind of does that too. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and my old scanner kind of does that as well. You know, and I bought that and then felt like I really didn't need to make that purchase. Yeah, yeah. Luckily, the but, printer didn't work, so I sent it back. But you know, in, I've <laughs> I've made that mistake before. Definitely, definitely. Well, uh, John, uh, let's wrap this up. Is there any uh, kind of going home points uh, you want to throw out there? Um, yeah, I guess you know, as far as the uh, uh, the questions go, I see. I don't, I don't really like calling them stupid questions anymore. But um, you know, my my point was really that just being straightforward and answering the question is is seemingly the uh, the best response and the most useful. Yeah. Don't take for granted what your audience does or doesn't know. Just put it all out there very simply. Don't be a dick about it. But, right. but let then them Justin make up their own a step further and said, you know, take these questions and, and, you know, you could use them as a jumping off point for other clients who might have the same questions. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you there's a certain block, simple you know, I mean, power to, to declarative sentences. Mm-hmm. This is this. It works this way. Let them make up their own minds about how to feel about it. Right. Excellent. Well, thanks, John, and uh, let people know uh, uh, where you're at and uh, anything you want to plug. I'm in Pittsburgh. Would you like <laughs> to know more specifically? I'm in my home office <laughs> and uh, AvenueDesignStudios.com. Excellent. Uh, thanks again for joining us. Oh, thanks. Anytime, man. I, I always enjoy it. Excellent. And of course, guys, you can uh, if you have any comments, you have any stupid questions you want to share or anything like that. Uh, hit us up. We're, of course, here live every Tuesday, 4 p.m. Eastern, live.sorgatronmedia.com, Twitter, at Freelance4Real, that's Freelance4Real at sorgatronmedia.com for the email, and uh, you can catch the show on iTunes, Mediafly, and the Stitcher app. Uh, so go check that, that out. Uh, so, uh, that, Justin, I, I think that was a really nice show. Uh, uh, we uh, touched a lot of bases there. We did, and now my dog is trying to touch the mailman, so I'm oh, trying to okay. mute myself. <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, this is Mike for Justin and John. We'll see you guys next week. Freelance for real. Take back your freedom!